I don't know that's for sure a triangulation, but I, I thought the sun had something to do with it. Okay. Oh, who knew? Bees. Thank God, saved by the music. Oh, I thought you were talking about the buzz from the neon sign. No, that's buzz from bees. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. It's yeah. Um, yeah, so welcome to the Video Reformation Podcast. I'm Ben Oliver. I'm Justin Plant. We are the co-founders of Storyboard Media and your guides to practicing effective video for business. We're like the Gordon Gecko to your Bud Fox in the 1987 film Wall Street, but, you know, not ultimately corrupt. The Brick! Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, and this, of course, is our co-host, Bricky Martin. Uh, go back a couple episodes if you need to know who Bricky Martin is, was, is? Is. Is. And forever shall be. Uh, so before we jump into our topic today, as usual, um, we're going to take care of a little housekeeping. Our topic today is actually personality and humor in B2B video. Um, so uh, before we jump in, uh, as always, keep sending us your topics. We've actually gotten some good ones lately. Like a couple recent episodes um, we've done have been suggestions or uh, parts of suggestions. So keep them coming. Uh, we can make up topics all we want, but we'd just rather talk about what it is you want to hear. Um, also, one more housekeeping note. Uh, unfortunately, we've, we've had to find a new sponsor for this episode. Yes, yes. Um, this one's actually, I'm glad we found a spot in line that is like right at this time of year. Okay. It's a very autumnal sponsor. Mm, all right. Um, We've been short on autumnal sponsors. This right. Year. A lot of Vernal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it all it all kind of, it's, it's a big cycle. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so who's our new sponsor? Grub-a-dub Grubs. Grub-a-dub Grubs. Yep. Interesting. Uh, I don't know anything about them. Uh, you you kind of manage the you're, whole. You're not a homeowner, so I understand that you may not have right uh, a need in this area. But but yeah, you'll you'll understand it. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> pretty smart. So my initial guess that it was a food truck is uh, not hmm. not right. Correct. Okay, not a food truck. All right. Well, stick around and you can hear the full spot later on in the episode. Um, okay, on to our topic. Um, personality and humor in B2B video. Be funny. Mm -hmm. You know, be funny. Yeah. I'm going to wait for the sirens. The sirens are funny. That's funny timing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hold for the sirens. Um, I try not to be. Funny? Funny. So you're like the straight man. Yeah, I'm kind of, yeah. And you're like the color commentator kind of person. Okay. Yeah. Um... Let's talk about more broadly, though, how we can apply personality and humor to B2B video. Sure, because I don't think we see it a whole lot. We don't. We don't. I think a lot of brands are honestly afraid of it. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of brands, well, I think brands and executives tend to take themselves a little bit too seriously, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, and, and so they're afraid to kind of take the risk of... of of being funny, but oftentimes of just injecting any kind of personality. I, I think humor is a level of personality. There's a way that you can inject personality into your content that falls short of being funny. Sure. Um, but so many like brands are humor. afraid to do that. Yes, like prop humor, which is a step <laughs> down. Yes. Yeah. Yes. As you demonstrated earlier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I, I think, I think. Basic, especially in the B two B space, they think, oh well, our our 
either our product is is boring or it serves a certain purpose or you know we're not a b2c brand so we don't have to you know or we connect can't with be funny or cute right and and i and and while i while i kind of roll my eyes when i see any blog post or anything about like there is no b2b or b2c there's b2p right it's all business to people mm-hmm. i mean that's a joke not a joke but like but like that that's what you're i mean that's what ultimately b2b marketing is and humor especially is something that like everybody can identify with yeah i mean but if you're if you're in a i think this is one of the reasons why it's difficult cuz in b2b a lot of times you're engaging in a in a buying committee right and so there's several people that you have to appeal to and humor is so subjective so it can be difficult absolutely another another like difficult or a reason that maybe people shy away from the humor is because I think humor uh, doesn't live in a vacuum. You need, like, humor works best when I can say a joke and I see you respond by either laughing or rolling your eyes or whatever it right. is. But when you're throwing this out there into the void, you don't really know if there's no feedback mechanism necessarily. So you're like, well, people probably think we're idiots or, you know, silly or. Well, and I can also tell you from experience that. Writing the joke, filming the joke, editing, editing the joke. It's not funny. Like you it, cannot tell if it's funny yeah, anymore you once tell. you get to that. Yeah. Like yeah. and and so you need to uh you need to have people who kind of remove themselves from the scenario long enough so that like I, I mean we did that recently. We we had the um the founder's mother watch the video we made mm-hmm. and and we were actually on a video chat with him. He brought her in, he showed it to her and we could see her eyes light up or she chuckled or she mm-hmm. commented on certain things. That was so refreshing because at that point it was just this 60 second video that was just a lot of word. Like when you say the same word out loud over yeah. and over and Is over again and that? it loses all, I, there's gotta be. Um, it's it's the same thing with jokes. So it's really hard to tell because so as we'll talk to I think a little bit later, so much of so much of using humor in this way has to do with like committing to it. Yeah. And it's and it's hard to commit to it when you look at the final edit and you're like I don't know if that's funny. One thing I learned from Garfield uh, a long time ago, Mondays suck. <laughs> um that if you do something that's not funny, but you do it, commit to it three times, then it becomes funny. Yeah. So you can you can always like back yourself up by, by saying like kind of imposing the same joke three times. That's a workaround. Yeah, it doesn't always work though. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you, need, you need the confidence. Yeah, yeah, but you you've got to. I mean, I think that's just that's probably just one of the rules of basic rules of comedy is commit to the bit. Mm-hmm. Um. Who's your favorite comedian of oh, all time? God, of all time? I don't know. That does B2B humor. <laughs> well, Bill Murray, obviously. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I'd have to go with Bill Murray. Yeah. I, how do you... Steve Martin? I don't know. How do he's, you... He's a little silly. Like, he's just super yeah, silly. Yeah, but he's so smart with his silly. Is, I, yeah. I, I. Did you ever see his uh, comedy for dogs bit routine? No. <laughs> it's not meant for humans to watch. It's meant to... Oh, okay. <laughs> it's... Actually, it does sound familiar. Um, I'm sure we'll link it right here mm-hmm. and make sure that the people get to watch it. Um, 
Yeah, so go, going back to to kind of the fear of injecting personality and humor, and again, the more I think about it, I think we kind of prepared this episode more for humor than personality and humor in B2B video. Sure. Um, but... I so, think humor has a has a quite a degree of variability, you know. Yeah, like you you like personality might be on the lower end of funny, but it can be like quirky and cute. I was just gonna say cute, like cute could be could be fun. Well, and and we've discussed this internally several times over the last several years too. Is like what's the difference between fun and funny? Mm-hmm. Right, like funny is something that makes you laugh. Fun is something that makes you smile. Yeah, right. And so it can be cute and quirky or inside or whatever without being like a laugh, line. Mm-hmm. and that can be personality like without a quick, being straight up comedy. Like a little, you know, break the fourth wall. Yeah, kind of reaction is cute. It's not often laugh out loud funny. Right. the The first point that I that I really want to get to is, so I think a lot of that that fear from marketers and executives comes that that they can't be funny their brand isn't funny their product isn't funny so how does how does making their content funny fit with what they're trying to to sell um and and i think i think that's the mistake that that those people make is that they're focusing on their brand as opposed to their audience Mm -hmm. because when you when you flip it from we can't do funny because our brand isn't funny, our product isn't funny, whatever, to we can't do funny because our audience isn't funny, probably isn't true. Mm-hmm. Like, like just, just changing the subject of the sentence from our brand to our audience, like I think whoever your audience is, they're open to funny. So yeah, when you flip around the, the, the subject of the sentence from you know our brand or our product to our audience, mm-hmm. It's kind of it, it's a hard sentence to justify if your if your statement becomes our audience isn't funny mm-hmm. um, because that is just such a, a universally human kind of reaction like like everybody gets sure. humor right and enjoys I, humor I get to jokes. some extent right yeah. you don't even need to get the jokes <laughs> but like you see other people laughing yeah. it's like even even the the world's like most sociopathic person. <laughs> could probably read the room and be like, I should be mimicking laughing right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's still probably some chemical reaction that goes off in there. But but that's the thing. I mean, I, I think that's like so many of the, in fact, I think one of the topics for a future episode that's been suggested is the fears of doing video. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about in several episodes already, like the the common misconceptions or like the fear of having to be too prepared before reaching out to a video agency Mm -hmm. or all those kinds of like things that keep people from doing video for their business this to me is just another one of those it's just not about not doing video it's about doing video with with humor Mm -hmm. um, or personality and it's it's such a simple fix to just to to use a jason goldberg to, to just turn that telescope around yeah and look the other way. and look externally to your audience instead of internally to your brand. It's it's interesting. Uh, a lot of uh, conversations that I'm having with prospects uh, now get understand we're selling video right and video services, um, but a lot of conversations I'm having with prospects, I'll lead with the with a, a video that we produce that is pretty funny, mm-hmm. um, and that usually gets a reaction. Yes. They love 
that video because it's funny and then and they, and they respond and they're like this is great how much was it what's the process like and then once we get to producing their video there's such a fear of being funny mm-hmm. but so often people will say and it admit it's almost like an admission they will say this is this is so funny i love how you bring personality and humor into a rather dry topic like software mm-hmm. um but for some reason they think that doesn't work for them right yeah, that's interesting. I mean, they they had that reaction to it. They were that step separated from it because it wasn't a video for their brand. I'm selling something serious. Sure. I'm selling this is how I make my living. I take it pretty damn seriously. I mean, the first I mean the 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 first one that most people get is the contract count video. Mhm. And I mean that is deliberately chosen not because it was nicely and cleanly done. It's a it's a software product, so it speaks to most of our prospects. But it's it's also, I mean, it was deliberately written to like turn on the tropes of unfunny, mm-hmm. yeah, tech video, yeah, kind of, yep. Um, and the third word is fuck. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's you know, meet Joe, fuck Joe. That's an attention getter, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't our intent to write it like that way so that we could generate business from it, right? For ourselves, it was written that way so that we could generate business for pattern our clients. Get yeah, and, and, and pattern interrupt. In. And, and I think that I think the pattern interruption is such a point. Um, under the 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 next conversation, which we can probably transition to here, uh, of like why to use humor in mm-hmm. your video, mm-hmm. and it is that pattern interruption. It is that standing out from all of that other. B2B video content that's out there that is dry mm-hmm. and boring and technical and you know professional. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, zig when your competition is zagging. Right. right? Stand out. We've got a, a project going right now that's in the construction tech space that isn't really a humorous video at all. Mm-hmm. But part of of well, it's what we do with anybody, but part of part of what we've done with this is we've looked at their core competition and what their competition is doing from a video mm-hmm. standpoint. Mm-hmm. And it's all the same. Mm-hmm. It's all either stock footage or or hired shot footage of commercial construction sites. And there's drone footage of buildings mm-hmm. being built. And it's all so similar. Some of them have some motion graphics that like, you know, call out the, you know, the ironwork in a building mm-hmm. that's going mm-hmm. up or something like that. But it's all the same four competitors all exactly the same and so to go with an animated option for us immediately when you put their four competitors and our video on the same page ours is going to be the one that stands out Mm -hmm. no matter what thumbnail you choose Mm -hmm. from within that video this is the same thing if all of your competitors are being very very detail oriented and, and specific and dry and, and, and all those things. This is your opportunity to get someone's attention. And to go back to what you were talking before about consent, go ahead. Well, I just think it'd be funny to, if you, if your competition is putting out content like that, like in a 3.2 millimeter, this or that, blah, 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 to, to write something like, and a measurement and then just kind of make fun of all the technical specs and go for like, like personalizing the brand. And it's not right for everybody. I just thought right. it'd be funny to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, to go back to, to something you brought up earlier, which is that consensus sale also. 
so often what you need in the B2B sales process is a champion, right? Mm -hmm. Your prospect. Mm -hmm. And and oftentimes that's the person who first latches on to your solution as a possible solution for their problem. Mm -hmm. And so if you can use humor to create that emotional connection with that champion, you don't necessarily have to be funny for the CFO, the CTO, Mm -hmm. the CEO, whatever, because you've got that internal champion now who does respect that you took that chance or did identify with one of the jokes that you made. Mm -hmm. That's a great way to use humor in B2B content also is to play on those inside problems, Mm -hmm. right? We know what you're going through. Mm -hmm. We can make fun of it, that kind of thing. So you also, you know, you often don't need to create the humorous content for every step of the sale and every person that's involved. You can leverage it though to to kind of deepen that relationship with your, yeah, your internal Yeah, to grab team. someone's attention. Like you said, the, the pattern interruption, the connecting emotionally to an audience yep. member. Um, also, like I know that when I send uh, that contract on video out, I know that sometimes they're spreading that in their organization too. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like, I'm not sure what they're saying. I just know that they're viewing it within that organization. Um, but that's part of it is I'm sure they're forwarding my email, right? And that's going to several other people in the content department and they're all viewing this. And and why? Because it's funny, it's shareable. Mm-hmm. People want to yes. to push that content out there. They want to be the, you know, known as like the person who found uh, Seinfeld or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, I mean, that's another benefit of having some some humor in your videos. Yeah, and and I mean, outside of that internal of the organization, that shareability can lead to just a brand affinity, brand awareness thing too, right? I mean, if it's something that that either I don't know that it necessarily gets shared to the point where it makes like the general zeitgeist. And like, it's a household kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But if within, imagine if within your industry, um, a video that you did was kind of getting shared or the industry, Mm -hmm. whether it's your industry or the industry, you know, your competitors or the industry that you sell to, you know, Mm -hmm. that, that even if it's not being forwarded in an email, but if it's being shared, you know, because somebody saw it, somebody got fed it as an ad on LinkedIn or something. And they enjoyed it enough to share it with other people or post it to their feed or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a great way to increase brand affinity, brand recall, brand awareness, those mm-hmm. kinds of things. Also, as one of those kind of indirect shareability yeah. factors too. Yeah. Um, and then, and you may not want to be known as like the funny brand, but I mean, I think any marketer would take more views. Um, you know, even if even if they're not all like hot prospects. Put more views on our site, sure, and we'll capture the. People I mean, a lot of times qualified. that is, I mean that as a lead generator, views is a decent metric. <laughs> yeah, because you're getting more people to to enter that funnel. Yeah. Um, so I think we've kind of bounced around to to kind of why doing it. Um, stand out, zig where your competition zags. Right, that we've we've talked about that. Um, humanizing a technical product or brand. I don't know that we've really jumped into that one. Um, let's talk about that a little bit more. How does how does humor take something that that is, and, and maybe that's kind of the example you were giving of like 3.5 nanometers and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, 
how can you how can you offset something that is like software or digital or uh, something that just has no human face to it mm -hmm. how can you leverage humorous content to kind of make it less digital i guess inhuman mm -hmm. i mean i know this isn't like a creative brainstorming session but if i'm selling little Ooh. chips huh that's a podcast episode a live right there. creative brainstorm a live creative brainstorm Love to get some guests. Yeah. Um, but where your competition is doing the, you know, 3.5 millimeter uh, input and six outputs of this at this speed and 2.6 gigahertz. Uh, Which, processor. for the record, we've done about a dozen of those videos, and that's all you retain, even if you've made them. <laughs> like, like, uh, but, yeah. to, but as, as, if that's something that your competition is doing, let's say, yeah. you might get to that technical spec section of your video, which is, you know, something that maybe most people are expecting. And you you just kind of breeze over it with a bunch of mumbly jumble, like not even saying anything specific. And say, forget all that. What you can do is you can go out into the woods and use this chip like like you're in the city. Mm -hmm. And like, that, okay, now I can see an application of that 3.5 millimeter input, right. whatever. like bring like not just showing them the feature but the benefit um i don't know that was a way to kind of tie it all together but um but yeah okay making an emotional connection with your audience well i was on humanize a technical product or brand um i have one okay um also if you put like monday.com or asana next to like ClickUp. Mm -hmm. because those things are or, or Google Drive or Google Calendar or Microsoft Word like those are our our tech products that are brands unto themselves but they're they're things and platforms that we use so often our 99.9% .9 of our interaction with them is in using the platform itself mm -hmm. and it just kind of becomes like the platform is the company so easily, mm -hmm. right? Like it's it's really hard to lose sight of the fact that people code this software. Mm -hmm. Somebody came up with this as a way to solve a problem. Mm -hmm. There are people behind this every day brainstorming how we could make it better. And so while monday.com does a good job of giving you all of the power you need for project management and they've got some bright colors and a nice user interface, ClickUp always did a really good job of making all of their um, support articles and support videos and responses and chat bots all seem like very human language. Mm -hmm. And you felt like you were actually talking to the guys behind ClickUp mm -hmm. as opposed to just this platform that you were using mm -hmm. for, for project management. And I think part of that was Part of that was that when we first started using them, they were a very young company, and so it was a small team. Yeah, yeah, and they had fewer users, and so they could devote that time. Yeah, but but there's a way to, as you grow, not lose that that human touch, mm -hmm. and with the content, and it doesn't have to be marketing content either, right? We're talking about humor and B two B video, so it doesn't have to be marketing video only. It can be in sales video. It can be tremendously successful in customer support video, customer mm -hmm. success mm -hmm. video. And that's one of the things that ClickUp did really well, 
is not so much from a humor perspective, but from a personality perspective, they they took the risk of putting themselves in all of their kind of tutorial videos, and they kind of seem like California surfer dudes. Mm-hmm. So at first, you don't like want to take them seriously, but then the way that they talk about it, you're like, well, these guys know their shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just kind of, it always struck me as like, oh, well, let's reach out to the ClickUp guys and see if that's a yeah. feature that they're yeah. going to be adding or whatever. And there's, there, so there's more, there was more of an emotional connection that I had mm-hmm. anyway to that brand because of how they utilized the people behind the platform. Mm-hmm. And that is something that you can use video to elevate also. You can uh, you can use people as a proxy for your product. Mm-hmm. You can use people who are... You mean like um, having a host uh, personify your product? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like, I am Monday.com. Yeah. Or, hi, I'm Dr. Monday. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, whatever it is. And, like, this is the, like, human, the brilliant human who manages mm-hmm. all of this stuff for mm-hmm. you or whatever. Um and, and especially those kind of inside jokes within the industry, those those problem scenarios. Again, going back to the Contract Town video, not to toot our own horn too much, but like the whole the first 15 seconds of that are the primary problems that a contract manager faces from the people that they have to interact with. Yeah. And they're it's done empathetic. in these quick one-sentence one things that then have this like, you know, I know that feeling. I right, know that person. Right? And like you're showing that person and they, they can hear the VO also. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's meet Joe. Fuck Joe. Hey. Right. Like, and, and all of a sudden you're just blending a little bit of humor mm-hmm. in that reaction. Also, uh, meet Catherine. She's terrible at hitting deadlines, dude. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, just like but coming from the perspective of that contract manager uh, who we eventually get to like anybody who we want watching that video is is going to immediately see the people that they have to interact with the problems that they had but done in a very personable very humorous mm-hmm. lighthearted kind of way yep um I th- yeah now that you you reminded me of what we were talking about um where i was going with that uh that example is it's not like that's you talk about how humans interact with the product, not about how machines interact with the product. You don't talk about all the little features, like the little plugins and attachments and add-ons or whatever that machines interface with. It's how do humans interface with it. And so when you can kind of bring humor into that and make make it a human product as opposed to a, a machine product. Yeah. I think I, I, I'll, I keep sending you little um, little videos that I, like ads I'll see on Instagram mm-hmm. or something from one company. You know what it is? Epiphio? Uh, no. No. They're like, uh, no, uh, Webflow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Them too. Yeah. All of their their ads, it is a B2B product pretty much, but all their yep. ads feature humans and the problems that humans deal with. Yeah. And, uh, and humor is just a great way to remind people that this is about humans. Yeah. That's a lot of good reasons as to why he might want to use humor. Yeah. The hard part is actually doing it. Right, and so I feel like we should actually wait to do that till after we hear from our sponsor. Mm-hmm. Which we don't want to give that away too soon. Which I believe is not a humorous uh, ad necessarily. It's kind of a serious problem. We'll see about that. That's <laughs> um, called a teaser, by the way. Mm-hmm. Little little tasty tease mm-hmm. there. Stick around for how to. All right, go on. Um. So. 
grub a It's fall again, Ben. It is. Sweaters. Yeah. Football. Yeah. Hike. Halloween. Candy. Pumpkins. And so many goddamn leaves on my driveway, I can't even walk to my car. <laughs> How's that off? I mean, it. It's motivated. <laughs> it's a serious problem, no? Sure. Grubadub aims to solve that problem. And you've heard of goats being used for land clearing. 30 goats can clear about an acre in five days. Yeah. Well, they've extended this concept with lots of little mini leaf eaters. You sprinkle them all over your driveway and your stoop. And, uh, and they go to town. Just 300 grubs come in each uh, delivery. Um, 300 grubs can clear about a square meter of sidewalk in like a couple hours. Um, I mean, imagine no more leaves rotting on your stoop. No more leaves making their way into your home. Just hundreds of little grubs doing the dirty work for you. Grub it up, grubs. Give your stoop some love. And if you try it now, you can save 50% on your follow-up order of Grubber Ducky, which I imagine you can, that's what take care of the grub. Uh, that's, that's what I was what I was wondering is what happens when the grubs die? Do they just decompose on your sidewalk? No, they, before they die, they either uh, um, get eaten by local flora, uh, fauna or, or the ducks that you would the, order after. Okay. Okay. So the the grubs are a, are a, a loss leader, a bait and switch, if you will, <laughs> sure. to get people to really spend the big money on on the grubber ducky. Perhaps. Okay. No, Perhaps. I, 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 no, and I know they would never advertise it that I way. I mean, it's kind of like the old lady who swallowed a fly. It uh, seems like, and then I wonder what's after grubber ducky. I don't know. Uh. Um. Foxes. Maybe. But what Hunt. does the fox say? Yikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikik
No, it's not cheap. Yeah. But I imagine that's because it's just like a really solid solution. Sure. I see no holes in, in the product at all. Mm-hmm. All right. As you said, no anus. <laughs> all right. Well, welcome to our new sponsor. Uh, let's now get back to the topic of the day, which is humor in B2B video. Um, we've talked about why one should do it. Let's talk about now how one could to do it. All right. Uh, kick us off. So one thing, it can help to work with an outside partner. Someone funny. Who, someone who's funny, <laughs> who maybe uh, might help push the boundaries a bit. I mean, and that could just be bringing someone from another department who's not stuck in the in the rut that you might be in as a content creator. I mean, it happens, right? Yeah. Um, but but getting different uh, some new ideas in in the in the funnel is can be really helpful. I know that for us, we we find it's our job to push the client too far, and yeah. where they start to say, "Can we can we reel that back a little bit?" Like one less F-bomb or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's not like cursing is the only way to humor. <laughs> That's just been the example we've been using in the Meet Joe video. Um, but it's it's easier to, I feel like it's easier to bring it back a shade or two than it is to, to you know, keep jumping a step, a step ahead, ahead. Well, I know a lot of our listeners are a big um, uh, fishing fans. Mm-hmm. So perhaps the metaphor is that that it's easier. This is a good place. This is a good podcast to listen to when you're out there. Yeah, the- we're we're angler friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, but imagine casting past your target, right? Cast long and then reel it back in to kind of hit the area where you want mm-hmm. to drop your hook and your bait. Um, like I said, angler friendly. We, yeah. we know the industry. Um, it's a whole lot easier to cast too far and reel it back in than it is to cast too short and like push push, <laughs> push it out. Yeah, unless you're fly fishing, of course. Sure. Um, and so I think the same thing is is with with comedy. Go go too far, go too many fucks, go go whatever it is, too too slapstick, too whatever. Don't pull any punches on the jokes. And then let your client or your boss bring you back to, all right, well, let's maybe go with this alternate line instead. Or the camera can suck out, you know, 30% of a joke. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Sometimes, too. Sometimes you have to push it a little bit further than you might think. Well, and you also have to get funny people to deliver it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, going to so much of so much of comedy is nonverbal also, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the raise of the eyebrow. Mm-hmm. The, the breaking the fourth wall momentarily, the little smirk, the um, a d- super dry delivery. Mm-hmm. And there's so many ways just if you read the words on the page, even, you know, 3.5 millimeter, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you have somebody say, ooh, look, a 3.5 <laughs> millimeter attachment for yeah. it. Right? I mean, when the words are on the page, it's exactly the same, but all of a sudden you're reading it mm-hmm. in a different way. That's not necessarily nonverbal, but like, you know, they'll throw your hoity-toity yeah. hands in the air and, and, and do a voice. Like, that takes funny from the page to, or funny that wasn't even necessarily on the page into funny that, that happens. Um, and so there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways to push that level of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, 
or humor, whatever. But and I think I think it doesn't make sense for us to do an entire pitfall section since we only have two of them. But one of the big pitfalls to point out is that like it may fall flat. A joke may mm-hmm. not land. Yeah. Um, and there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. And and despite everything on paper seeming right, everything on the day seeming right or close to right, and then you put it together and you watch it and you're just like, well, that doesn't work. Hmm. Exactly. <laughs> just the, huh. And that's even outside of ju- the just, you know, losing that objectivity. Right, right. Um, Having seen it a million times. Yeah. You can just tell it's not working. Um. Yeah, so basically, shoot for the stars and hit the moon, whatever that is. We're also uh, astronomically friendly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, we're the official video marketing podcast of NASA. The Russian (laughs) cosmonauts. Oh, them too. Yeah. Great. Yep. Um, yeah, exclusive means that they can only have one official video marketing podcast partner, not that we can only have one space agency Correct. Correct. partner. Um, like we said, not all jokes are funny. Um, uh, yep, did that. I think knowing the audience is key, yeah. You've got, I mean, a great, a great place to start is kind of like the, the, the Meet Joe video, the Contract Time video. What do you, what does your audience like see day in and day out? What are they dealing with every day that you can make fun of? And that's a, I mean, that's a great place to start. Yeah. Um, but you've got to know, like, if 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 I make a monster truck joke and I'm talking to a mom's book club for whatever, like, it may not work. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you got to know that. Um, in our lucid thoughts video, we made several. Star Wars or Star Trek kind of Careful. jokes, yeah. Star Trek jokes, and that works because we we know that our technical audience who is watching this tends to be on the nerdy side, and the nerds tend to watch Star Trek, and they're much more likely to get a Star Trek reference than a pop culture reference mm-hmm. like the Kardashians. And again, it may not be whatever laugh out loud funny, but it's kind of building that connection. It's a wink. Yeah, it's, right. Yeah. It's like I got gotcha. you. We we're coming from the same place here, mm-hmm. and that's to me that speaks to that emotional connection, mm-hmm. right? It, and it doesn't, and and it it can be fun without being funny, and when it's topical, it's connective. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I th- I think that's the biggest thing about all of this is understanding your audience mm-hmm. because it's your audience that's open to humor. It's your audience that that you have to understand what kind of humor they like, what yeah. kind of references are they going to get um it shouldn't come as a surprise we feel very i mean it's right there in the manifesto you know mm-hmm. who whom are we speaking to mm-hmm. um what do we want them to do where do we if want to go with to the whom it? you might as well put the uh the shoot what's it called preposition before that you can't end the, the preposition that's true so would you like to rephrase that? I would. We'll edit this out. No, we'll leave this in just so everybody understands. You know, it's important to understand to whom you're speaking. Correct. Um, I we You know, we also, um, David's been a guest on the episode uh, a couple times. He's been times. an employee here for a while. He has. Two years. Two years as of last Thursday, I mm-hmm. think it was. Um, and uh, if you'll recall from his long-winded uh, explanation of his background before... 
storyboard media. Uh, he's done some comedy writing. Um, so we asked him for some pointers, you know, just what are some of those David, like, how do you rules be funny? of comedy? <laughs> yeah, like what are, what are the basic, like at Second City, what did you learn of like the immutable rules of comedy? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And his response was, uh, don't be not funny. <laughs> Which is what I should have expected. It's um, like when I was learning to snowboard, I was, I just kept asking my friend who was a, who'd been doing it for a long time. It's like, we're, we're going and going rather fast. I'm like, how do I turn? And he says, turn, <laughs> just turn. Yeah. So I mean, it's helpful. Yeah. Just don't be not funny. Right. Yeah. yeah. If, if there's anything you can get from this. In fact, I think we just added the whole episode down to, to just a couple of sentences. To that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then when, when poked and prodded and threatened with, um, job security, he, um, he did share some, some more specific uh, ideas, which I think he utilizes really well. Mm -hmm. uh, for those of you who who listen to this or watch this podcast and also subscribe to the newsletter, David writes the newsletter. So all those little uh, punchlines that he throws in, um, these points remind me of those. The first one is to be specific. Uh, his example was, instead of saying, oh, no, there's something on my pants, say, I spilled Dijon mustard on my new khakis. Mm-hmm. Um, which in itself, without context, isn't necessarily funny. <laughs> but go ahead and put it in the context where it's funny. Then, um, uh, no, this isn't about like being funny for people. This is about letting people understand how, how they can be sure, funny. Sure. Um, but but if you know, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Where to go well, you, you, I don't. It just doesn't help to like vaguely hint at something like go again go too far specific it just it makes people kind of unpack some of that and put it all together and the, like the joke is cleaner that way yeah um be truthful so this is the like what's the deal with what's the deal with spilling Dijon mustard on your khaki pants <laughs> yeah. um where did he write that was what I added to it but he uh he wrote, find that nugget of truth, honesty, wisdom that everyone thinks but never says. That thing everyone wonders. Is it just me or is this crazy? The I can't be the only one who feels this way thing. Um, like the meet Joe, fuck Joe. Like that per the person we were talking to, we were being truthful about their boss, about the person mm -hmm. that they work with, the other person they have to deal with to do their job. Um, and like real quick, real quippy, real funny. Uh, we didn't take forever to set it up either. It was just a, a hard little jab. Yeah. I think, um, I think you have to turn off your politeness filter. At least for the writing process. Right. Yeah. And, and be, because there's so, because so much of this, so much of the humor is, 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 is in those relatable moments and you have, you can't be afraid to, like you just said, say the thing that everybody's thinking, but nobody's saying, mm -hmm. right? It's like, has anyone else noticed? Like, you know, and you, you, you just, but if you go back to the, the, like the whole reason that we riff on the, like meet Joe, you know, character animation type video, they all started with like meet Joe, Joe's a fill in the job title. Mm -hmm. um, every day, Joe has to pain yeah. point one, pain point two, pain point three. That's fine. And that's basically saying, um, here's a character who we think represents you. Mm -hmm. And I get the value of that. But 
if you can go deeper than pain point one, pain point two, pain point three, and call out the those unspoken parts of it, mm-hmm. that 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 little bit deeper understanding, that that inside baseball kind of terminology, you're going to make again that much more of a connection with the person that. And, and so I think both of those pointing out the truthful nuggets, but also being specific. Mm-hmm are where you have those opportunities to to really capture your audience. And you earn a lot of trust with them yeah. immediately in that kind of content that then lets you, um, it gives you a little bit more margin for error, I think. Because you've already said, we know enough about what's going on with you that we can joke about it with you. So especially in that top of funnel content, if you can kind of make that connection with with a viewer or or a group of viewers, it opens up some opportunities for you further down in the funnel. And to me, I think that that speaks to the value of serial content with funny content. Mm -hmm. So if you were to create a, let's go back to that, like, I'm drmonday.com. I'm, you know, I'm the super brain who keeps all of these projects going, whatever. You can do that in one video mm-hmm. and you can introduce that character. But if you launch that character right, you can then do a ton of serial content around that character. Mm-hmm. And once you've established that character and that tone and that voice and that approach, it opens up a ton of opportunities for you to really double down on that and um kind of like the if it's not funny repeat it three times Mm -hmm. i mean imagine if there was just one joke in the first video that you knew fell flat throw it in the second video and throw it in the third video it doesn't have to be you know back to back to back and then it becomes this you know start making t-shirts yeah and and um and so and so just the opportunity to to hammer home not the same jokes over and over, but actually open up those lines of communication through humor allows for or almost demands episodic, an episodic type approach or mm-hmm. a serial type approach. You use this host, you use this this situation, you use this joke, whatever it is. Um, I mean, I think the eggplants are going to go far with us with just kibitz, right? Mm-hmm. We may not necessarily have the same cast back for another video, Mm -hmm. but imagine if we just had someone else, you know, and our eggplants was our kind of proxy for dick pics, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, that is a thread that we can pull on Mm -hmm. that not only is then consistent for the brand, but it's that joke that kind of keeps giving that if you did it all in one video, it wouldn't quite work. Yeah. But spreading it out, it it works. I think that, you know, that first video... Someone sees it, they laugh, they become a fan. Mm. But you start to build that fan club with that episodic humor, and and, and that fan brings people in and shows them yeah. you're missing something here. These people get it. Well, and and I mean, maybe there's a whole episode in in serial content or episodic content, but the value of episodic content is that anything that you're sharing digitally like through social media channels specifically, whether it's paid content or, or paid campaigns or organic, whatever it is, it's it's 
lifespan as an individual piece of content is so short. So the social channel attention spans oh, are yeah, so yeah. short, or the lifespan is so short. I mean, if you think about an Instagram story, it's gone in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. You're, and no, nobody really watches them twice. No. I, I mean, you can, but, yeah. I mean, the platform is made so that you, like, by default, don't. Right. Um, and so if you don't get, I mean, think about how many potential people you could get in a 24-hour period is so much smaller than the people you could reach over the course of a week or 10 days, mm-hmm. right? I imagine it's somewhere between seven to 10 times smaller than who you could reach over a week to 10 days. Um, but because those those distribution and promotion lifespans are so short, you almost have to post to repost um, the same content. When you create episodic content, even if somebody comes in on video six, they then have the opportunity to go back to your landing page, your video hub, your YouTube channel, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and find the other pieces that build out this arc or build out this character mm-hmm. or whatever. So if you could create six or eight or 10 30-second spots around this one character, those are each opportunities for someone to then, as you distribute and promote those, to go back and find the other content. And so maybe they only see one, but each one is like episode one to them, Mm -hmm. almost. And especially if you're crafting it so that there's a little bit of a story arc, Mm -hmm. they get enough of a sense of who the character is and that it relates to them and and that this is a, a brand or a character that understands my problems and maybe has a solution that you then want to go fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I just, and I just think that, that, that humorous content lends itself so much to that serial or episodic nature and those benefits of that kind of stuff is, is tremendous. I mean, it's a lot harder to put together 12 dry videos that are basically on subsets of the same thing because they're all going to look and sound and feel the same. Yeah. Um, I mean, as, a, as a consumer, as opposed to like acting as a business, as a consumer, I feel like one of the first brands that really got that was Geico with like the cavemen. Mm-hmm. And like all of a sudden now all the insurance companies are starting to use humor yeah. and, and serial humor. Yeah. Um, and it, it because it works. Yeah. And, and, you know, Geico led with the cavemen, but Geico also led with different types of of series the gecko, that are serial. Oh, that's progressive. Yeah, but uh, the gecko, the cavemen, uh, the motor now is a new one. It's a half man, half motorcycle guy. Um, you know, obviously. Um, but they've done, you know, and so now you've got progressive, you've got <clears throat> the flow series, you've got, um, they've got a couple other. Who's the uh, mayhem guy? That's, I think that's Allstate. Yes. I think that's Allstate, but Allstate also has the um, the president from the first season of 24. So they've got multiple, like, you know, they're not just, well, except for, oh, even Liberty Mutual. They have those, like, across from the Statue of Liberty series. Oh, yeah. um, yep. But they also have the Limu Emu now. Yep. And Farmer's Insurance with J.K. or J. J.K. Simmons? Simmons, yeah. Yeah. Um, we are farmers. Yeah, and and the point being that for 
150 years of the insurance industry. Everyone was, it was a dry industry, right? It, it was, it had it, to be professional. Is, yeah. Insurance is serious. Yeah. It, it had to be professional because it was, it was important and it was detail oriented and whatever. And then with the cavemen, it was no longer that. Mm-hmm. And it worked for Geico. And so, I mean, Everybody if you think did. about it, Geico was government employees insurance company. Yep. It was essentially, it was almost like a credit union. Mm-hmm. It was a small insurance company that was only for like federal government, federal and state government employees. And then at some point they decided to expand. And because of that initial caveman marketing campaign, I mean, they are now, I'm guessing, number one yeah. uh, insurance <clears throat> provider in the country. Um, yeah. Um, really quickly before we wrap up, um, I hope we've kind of allayed a lot of people's fears as, as to using humor in video content, what are some of the potential pitfalls? Um, you mentioned one earlier. It can be tough. Some a, people yeah, just... A joke could fall flat. Mm-hmm. Some people just aren't funny. Right. But people who aren't funny do get jokes. Right? So, right. so like, I think everybody tends to get jokes, but some people just aren't funny. Mm-hmm. So, just... Kind of know if you're <laughs> what, you know, what camp you're in here. Self-awareness is key. Yeah. Um, um, we're, you know, but then that's where working with outside help, creative agencies, or just some person from another department who yeah. might bring a fresh perspective. Um, but yeah, comedy can be hard. You've got here, it's easier to make someone cry with video than laugh. Yeah, that, so that's, that's one of those kind of adages that I heard early in my career that I've kind of adopted. Um, I had entered a contest for, um, the RTP foundation, actually, or I guess the research triangle foundation. Um, they did, a um, basically a, a video campaign where they said, we don't have an official video who wants to submit things. And then they picked like five finalists and one of the RTP one eighties, they showed them to everyone. Um, and they picked what was going to be the research triangles, new mm-hmm. anchor video. Um, and so the, uh, and I was a one man band at that time. So I partnered up with, uh, Brasco marketing in Raleigh and we came up with this absolutely absurd, bizarre, almost stupid. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, was it cats in a box, cats in a box, kitten in a box, kitten in a box. Um, uh, where basically we created this character who was like a one man startup mm-hmm. who had this great idea for, you know, shipping out cats in a box that people could order just online. Use and, 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 and he would just use buzzwords. He did, he was the, like, you know, the anti entrepreneur kind of thing, but because he lived in the research triangle area, he had access to all of these. Res- anyway, so it was a stupid, like, and it was the only entrant that tried to, to be humorous. And, mm-hmm. And I remember, I don't remember who it was at this time, but I remember someone on the panel, on the judging panel, um, after it was shown, basically, you know, as they were kind of going through their, their reactions to it, he said that, that, you know, you have to give credit to this team because they're the only ones who tried to be funny because it, it's harder to make someone laugh than it is to make someone cry mm-hmm. when you're making video. It's super easy to take an emotional story and pull on those heartstrings. Mm-hmm. It it's it's harder to make people laugh um, because it's because there are so many people who aren't funny, 
Um, but everybody gets when something is funny. Mm -hmm. Um, and and I think it's true. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost, I mean, it's easier. I I guess the cynical way to say it is it's easier to manipulate people to cry. Mm -hmm. You can manipulate someone to cry as a reaction to something. You cannot manipulate someone to laugh. laugh. Yeah. Um, and so it is, it is hard to do. It's not a reason them. not to do. You could tickle them. You can't them. do that with video. No, you can't. Not yet anyway. Not yet. We're working on something. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, that just always stuck with me. And and I, I think it is true. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, it's hard. It's not a reason not to do it. It's just, you know, it, and it's okay. If it falls flat, I mean, if you put something out there and it doesn't get the reaction you think people get, well, you know what? Lean you tried. It. Lean into it. <laughs> Two, three more times. <laughs> Um, or explain it. It always helps to explain it. That's joke, true. Right? Jokes are better when you explain them. Um, well, and and then that's the other the other opportunity you have as as a I guess not an opportunity. Another potential pitfall here is that you could offend someone. Mm-hmm. If we off- if we offend anyone with the meet Joe video, mm-hmm. right? I mean that was for one of our clients, but again we use it a lot as a almost like a litmus test. Yeah. Because are you the kind of client we want to work with? Are you the kind of client we want to work with? Because if someone audience? is offended by this, that's not someone we want to work with. Mm-hmm. And so I don't really give a damn if you're offended. Um, but I think that's also part of the pushing the envelope is you, you can't really care about that. Like that's your client's job to care about that in the pulling you back in thing. Um, but there are things that you can avoid. <laughs> I'm now just remembering early on with Jeff when, uh, so just kibitz is a client of ours and, and they're a dating site for Jewish moms to connect, to match, make their single children, adult children together. Um, and, uh, Jeff who, who spent years studying to be a rabbi and, and is like the perfect person to have come up with this, this dating app. Uh, one of the very first things he told us was not to worry about being anti-Semitic, which was one of the most terrifying things mm. I've ever heard from a client. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Look, I know you guys. <laughs> and and what he was doing was he was giving us the green light to push any trope that 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 us wasps wanted to put out there. And he was going to, and and I, I will be honest, oftentimes he pushed us further mm-hmm. um, because he just knew about some of those like well, he, he Jewish knew that tropes. His audience wouldn't would appreciate us making fun of themselves. Yes, yes, but I, I I don't think I'll ever forget those words. Is don't be afraid to be to to be anti-Semitic because it's just a such a dangerous green light. Yeah, um, and and fortunately, I don't think we really found that like offensive line on that but man we had a whole lot of room to move to be like you know to uh, to let our audience identify with the characters that we were creating Mm -hmm. so basically be funny that's our recap uh let's hear from our uh sponsor again uh not a food truck grub a dub it's fall again ben Mm -hmm. it's probably my favorite time of year Follows my love language, man. Sweaters, caramel apples, pumpkin pie. And so many goddamn leaves on my roof and my stoop and my driveway. It's a serious problem. 
Grubadub aims to solve that problem. Now you've heard of goats being used for land clearing. They can clear about sure. an acre. Or 30 goats can clear about an acre in five days. Yeah, um, four and a half. And they've extended this concept to to lots of tiny little mini leaf eaters. The, go, the, all goat, sorts people, of, the, the goat, goat people have... They, I think it's um, it comes from the... The shepherds. And, okay, yeah. yeah. No, I'm sorry. I, you're reading a prepared okay. piece. I know this is kind of a little bit just ad lib um, to some degree, but there are some specific points here. Like, um, th- we'll start with, you know, the medium plan, which is suggested for beginners, uh, is 300 grubs. They can qu- clear a square meter of, of sidewalk, um, driveway, whatever, in just a couple of hours. Uh, so just imagine no more rotting leaves all over your. Sidewalk, the square meter of you know your stoop. I mean, those are all that stuff is all inside my house. I mean, we just had a lot of rain recently, and all the leaves falling down and get everywhere. These kids don't care. The the smell of the rotting leaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let grub a dub grubs do it for you. Grub a dub grubs, give your stoop some love. If you try it now, you can save 50% on your follow-up order of Grubber Ducky. Which is essential. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. They should just kind of make you give Yeah, it. yeah. See, now the ducks do poop. Uh, that's true. So that's why you need the, I think it's the fox. The fox. Yeah. You need the fox to eat the duck before it poops. Mm-hmm. So you kind of got to release them like right after each other. So essentially, replace your leaves with some poop at some point uh or scat depending yeah if you yeah. get to like the fox level yeah scat. yeah um now tell me um again since you've tried this how many square meters is your um so what areas did you treat at your house we sidewalk driveway i don't i don't have a sidewalk on my property but i've got the driveway i've got that like that slab area right bef- right patio patios and then in the front there's like a stoop thing mm-hmm. um and i even threw a couple up on my roof sure um but you know i, I you know i started with 300 it just took a while um but you know i'll probably next fall probably up the up the ante all right a bit. well here's to grub-a-dub grubs grub-a-dub grubs not a food truck <laughs> Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Video Reformation Podcast. Um, as always, subscribe, like, rate, whatever, iTunes, Stitcher, that whole thing. Uh, that just auto-populates again, right? We just yeah, say those yeah. words and it fills in the rest of the sentence. Um, yeah, that's it for this episode. Uh, we will catch you next time on the Video Reformation Podcast. Thanks so much. Thank you. Now, be funny. Oh. So, I've got a new little family skit. Okay. So, it starts with me and my wife. Yeah. The boys are off stage. Sure. It starts with me and my wife. And we walk from opposite ends of the, of the you know, off stage uh-huh. to center stage. She's wearing nothing but... <laughs>